It's Mike Peel and his staff from Local First Arizona that were supposed to take over Life Along the Streetcar for one Sunday in March. I think you remember us promoting that. Well, it didn't happen. That whole idea got scrapped because the coronavirus safety protocols mandated social distancing. We didn't even know until a few days before the show that it wasn't going to happen. It's around the same time that they were starting to cancel events that were raising eyebrows, like Coachella, the Coachella Festival, um, the Austin South by Southwest, and here in Tucson, we lost the uh, Tucson Festival of Books. Well, oh, how times have changed. It was like the businesses they represent, Local First Arizona had to quickly adapt to this new environment, create a path simply for survival, but keeping their eye on this post-pandemic goal setting as it relates to their organization's overall mission. Well, Mike joined us by phone yesterday to catch us up on what they've been doing. Hi, I'm Mike Peel. I'm the Statewide Sustainability Director for Local First Arizona Foundation, and I am also a native Tucsonan. I've worked as the Southern Arizona Director and still support the operations of Southern Arizona for Local First Arizona. Yeah, I think you need to add to your title, Frequent Guest of Life Along the Streetcar. Frequent is right. <laughs> it's always good to have updates, and oh my gosh, do we have updates. I was thinking yes. about this. The last time we were supposed to do this um, was in March. I was going to take the day off for the Festival of Books because I was doing some stuff with them, and Local First was going to do a takeover of the show and catch us up on what was happening. And uh, obviously those plans got derailed by this pandemic. Right. And it's only been a little over a month, but I don't think, I don't know if anything you were going to talk about on uh, March 15th is still uh, applicable. We have lots of uh, updates though, and a lot of, of exciting uh, news to share. Well, let's start with uh, some of the most recent stuff. Uh, Earth Day, Local First did a really nice virtual Earth Day celebration uh, statewide and featured you as the uh, sustainability director. Can you tell us a little bit about those, uh, those initiatives and, and the things that you covered during that, uh, uh, that live event? Yes, so we're so happy with how it went. And I wanted to first thank my team for pulling together an Earth Day event in a matter of weeks that turned out to be a big success. We had over 3,000 views and uh, we set out to have uh, as many as we could, but we didn't quite know what it would be. And so uh, it was definitely something that people, I think, wanted to to have uh, happen on Earth Day. I think to have something positive to share. Our goal, the event was to share positive stories from our network, for from our network of local businesses. We know there's a lot <laughs> out there that's uh, that's really positive that's going on. Even in this crisis, businesses are continuing to be sustainable and think through how to be resilient with their business models and continue forward. And so we wanted to share those stories. It's the 50th anniversary of Earth Day and we didn't want that anniversary to pass us by. Was there we a, also wanted to preview our programs. Was there a specific uh, uh, story that stuck out in your mind about a business and, and sort of their adapting uh, that, that related to Earth Day? Yes. Well, so many. One, just for the Tucson crowd here, with what Hotel Congress uh, is doing now to be uh, a full-on grocery store for everybody's needs right now, while still being a shining example of how to be sustainable and how they think about what they do with the Agave Festival that I'm sure will be bigger and better than ever when it comes back 
to everything they've done in the past to be as green as possible with their operations. None of this work has to pause or stop. Uh, they're being resilient and they're still going to be sustainable. And then if, if um, you mentioned there's some initiatives that are underway uh, from a state level, can you talk a little bit about what that, what that looks like? I can, and I previewed it briefly uh, at the event. And again, that was just meant to be about inspiring stories and, and the music of Calexico. <laughs> that was a great bonus. We were really fortunate to have Joey Burns from Calexico kick us off. So thanks to him for uh, making it such a memorable virtual event. So at the end, I previewed the, uh, the programs that we're working on right now across the state as a sustainability team and learning as a whole team about how to have any program be about those three stages I mentioned. So everything we do will relate back to those stages of triage, recovery, and resiliency. So with our sustainability programs, we've been working for months ahead of where we are now to have these programs ready to go. And we're actually mostly on track to still roll them out on time in a virtual way. And that's really good news to share. It took a while uh, to, uh, well, it felt like a while for us. It really hasn't been, like we were just talking about, it's really been just over a month. But we've taken that month, which felt like longer to get all of this together. And now we're in a place where the programs are about resiliency and sustainability. So when I say resiliency, I mean planning for business models to be redefined, readapted, uh, whatever it might need to be to be competitive in this new era that we're in, to be focused on online operations, to be focused on how to maybe redefine the, uh, the, the model of the business with employees. It could be employee ownership models. It could be looking at the collaboration that could occur with other businesses to be really competitive around uh, how to be focused more on local procurement and working together to have more local products created here in our community. So there's a strengthening of the model and of the local economy in the process. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's interesting to see all the adaptations that are happening and the, the I think the, the buzzword is, is pivot. Uh, as businesses yes. are trying to find their way through that. What is your overall sense, not just in the sustainability, um, uh, from a sustainability standpoint, but just overall with your position with Local First, what's the, what's the mood of the members of Local First in those businesses? I think the mood is of cautious optimism. I think of knowing that there's a lot of people that want to them to succeed. I think there's a lot of concern too, of course, about the immediate, but I think that there's a lot of collaboration going on. And I think because we're in this together to figure it out, I think there's some cautious optimism that we can find ways out of this together and redefining what it means to be a local business and ideally a stronger one after this is passed. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the challenging part. If you can get through this, you're probably going to end up on the other side stronger because of the lessons we've learned. It's just how do we get as many of those businesses to the other side? Exactly. And not to minimize the day-to-day fear and concern, which is legitimate, especially given the challenges ex- accessing the 
federal relief funds, those are day-to-day real-time challenges. And we're fortunate in this community that there's so much that we could rely on, and some already are. I'll mention the Community Investment Corporation in particular is such a strong example of local options and solutions that are there already, regardless of what's going on at the federal level. We are so fortunate to have the leadership of Danny Nee and his team thinking through creatively new options and more accessible options for loans. And and when I say loans, it's meant to be about working with the business to support them and customize what their needs are. That's here. And so to me, that is a, is a sign of how strong our community is and how strong communities can be when we work together and define local options. Well, part of the challenge of getting from here to there is uh, as simple as it sounds, money. And I know with Local First and the foundation, you, am I correct that you've put together uh, a funding platform for, for businesses? We have put together a, a relief fund for local businesses that has been something we put together right away, actually, to help with immediate needs for businesses that needed these funds, needed these funds to ensure that they can keep food on the table and keep going. A $2,500 grant would go a long way and has. And so we've done that. We've added to the support options available consultations. Any time a business might need it, we'll do one-on-one consultations to figure out what the needs could be and match them to experts in our network as needed and other options available. We have done webinars and uh, a lot around uh, how to navigate all of this uh, because there's a lot to navigate and it's happening literally day to day here. We're learning together. And we're going to learn together about the next phases of Local First Arizona, things that are coming up here in just a few minutes after the break. Uh, First of all, I want to remind you that you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Yeah, we'll get back to the second part of our interview with Mike Peel, Statewide Sustainability Director for Local First Arizona, native Tucsonan and friend of small businesses across our community. Yeah, the, the, as the news rolls from that first uh, stimulus, that first injection into what was supposed to be for small businesses, it's clear that it didn't it didn't happen as maybe many people thought it would, um, or at least as it was uh, planned uh, to do. And they have a second round uh, coming out here soon. Do you have guidance for businesses on, on how, to, how to get in, um, in line to receive some of that, that money that they might have been shut out for during the, the first round? We do. We are uh, recommending that they work with their their local community banks and credit unions. And we uh, know from our conversations how quickly that they want to respond. And again, it goes back to how much local decision making matters and how we have people who are in our community, who are invested in our community, that want to respond and figure out how fast they can create opportunities and solutions. So we're recommending to work with a local bank or credit union if you haven't before or if you already are involved with one start talking to them now because i think it's going to be as soon as monday that the 
next round will be starting. So we're recommending as soon as possible to, to um, have those conversations. Is every bank and credit union participating in this? I thought there were some that were, were not, uh, or is that just a misunderstanding on my part? There's a list on our website of the ones that we know of that we've identified. Okay, so just go to localfirstaz, or is it? Yes, localfirstaz.com. Okay. And we have a whole page of resources available, actually, that we've been building up over the last month plus. And we keep it all archived. So there's a lot there to go through. And again, it, it, we, we could not have done this without being a, a one team, basically. We've been operating as one team on all of this. And that's been a, a real uh, encouraging sign. But can you dive a little bit deeper into what you mean by, by one team? I thought Local First was one team always. Oh, definitely. But really thinking about it as not about uh, different teams like sustainability here and rural here. It's been one team figuring out how do we get this information out in real time to everybody we know across our teams. So really linking efforts so we're stronger together, starting as really – Arizona first is out. We've been thinking about it. And if you could also just to catch people up, I know you were the uh, you are the have been the Southern Arizona director, and you're still involved here in Southern Arizona. You're the, and as we mentioned, you're the statewide uh, sustainability director. Can you tell us a little about the state leadership? Because it's not new, but there has been some changes in the last couple of years, and might be good to refresh people with who's who's doing what at the state level. Yes. So Kimber Lanning is the, uh, she's the executive director of the Local First Arizona Foundation. And Thomas Barr is the executive director of Local First Arizona, our membership organization, our C6. So we're a C3 and a C6. Kimber Lanning is the founder and is uh, now leading the nonprofit side of the operations. So Local First Arizona came out of uh, Kimber Landing's record shop up in the in the Phoenix area, correct? That was where this sort of all started? Yes, she's a very successful business owner in uh, Phoenix, and she has owned Stinkweeds Records for over 30 years and Modified Arts. For 30 years? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. And then Thomas Barr's been with the association for, with the, uh, with the group there for a while as well. And he seems, I saw his portion of the, uh, the live stream, thought he did a great job of instilling confidence, sharing the, um, the vision and recognizing the need with that. You know, it wasn't dismissive of the concerns on the, on the ground, but talked about a higher level. And I think you're approaching that today with this, with this interview, that the pain is real, but it's a piece of, of who we are and where we're going to be. And we can't focus on the pain we have to focus on on the entire picture. Exactly. And, and we have to think through it from, again, those three stages. And not every business is going to be in the same stage. And we're going to meet them where they're at. Yeah, that's. Um, I think that's the key that a lot of businesses are missing. I've talked to several smaller business owners, and they're, they're lost. They don't quite know what the options are, how to access the options, and because they're spending every waking hour just trying to keep their business alive, they don't have the resources to go out and and track down what's available to them, like maybe a mid-size or a larger company could. And I think that 
just creates so much fear and anxiety. And, and I'm glad to see Local First you know, addressing that and, and providing those resources. Are your resources available to any business owner? Or do they have to be a member of Local First or how is that working? Oh, that's a great question. And that goes back to my comment about being one team about this. This is meant to be for anybody who needs it. So we're not about this is just for Local First members or this information is Phoenix related or Tucson related. This information just has to get out there. And so we are doing something different where we are securing sponsorships for businesses to just be part of the network. So if a business can't afford membership, we are going to get them in as a member regardless, and we're finding other ways to support them. So they can come to us and there's a form, very simple form to fill out and we'll get them in as a member for a year. No charge to them. And are you finding more, uh, more or less, more or less collaboration with other uh, chambers of commerce, uh, or are you finding that people are coming, becoming sort of siloed at just sort of focusing on what's right in front of them and and just their immediate their immediate members and, and those that are uh, coming to them for help? In Tucson, I well, I'll speak to Tucson because I think it depends on the community. Uh, I know best about Tucson. I know that the city has compiled all the resources into one place through their economic development website, Connect Tucson. So I think that shows we're not siloing anything, which is really good. And I think the same holds across the state. I know uh, Arizona Commerce Authority is working to put all these resources into one place as well. So I, I think across the board, everybody wants to get those resources by entity and organization in one place. So it's not not missed. So nothing's missed, you know? Yeah. And, and just to tie that, that was sort of a, a leading question because I wanted to give a shout out uh, to Local First and Tucson Metro Chamber. Uh, as you know, uh, and I've talked about this on the show last week, I'm involved with the Tucson Helping Tucson movement, which is multifaceted, but at the end, the end goal for it is a relief fund for, for the small business community. And the Community Investment Corporation, because of the adaptability and flexibility you mentioned earlier, was selected as the the organization we wanted to raise funds for. Yeah. But as fundraisers and people that are in the community and saw need and saw pain and wanted to help, we started raising money, but we didn't know how to allocate that appropriately. And the Community Investment Corporation asked us, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And we, we deferred and we said, why don't you talk to Local First and the Metro Chamber and I think you've been involved with those conversations. I know Amber from the Metro Chamber has been involved. Uh, and I, I believe what came out of that was hundreds, if not thousands of business perspectives got funneled through to the Community Investment Corporation who then could establish the funds and the methods that they, that they can help businesses based upon real-time input from two of the largest organizations uh, supporting businesses in Southern Arizona. And I think that's just a great collaboration. It's not always that you see um, the local first mantra with the large national or with the larger national uh, chamber that, that that takes in the larger national organizations. But I really appreciated that that uh, camaraderie and uh, everyone just sort of checked their agenda at the door and said, "What's best for Tucson?" And I got to, I got to witness that as a as a spectator for uh, Tucson helping Tucson, and, and just want to thank you and. Uh, the team at Local First for for just stepping forward and and providing that 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 support and that insight. 
Well, we're glad to. And it goes back to my mantra of one team. It's not just about Local First being one team and everybody focused on the same goal. It should be everybody's focused on the same goal and objectives here. We need to support our local businesses and nonprofits to get through this and be there on the other side. We need to identify essential worker needs and meet those any way we can. I think there's so much mobilization that's going to have to continue to be done around the food bank's needs. And there's there's a lot out there that we're, I think we're just getting started with. So we have to work together. There's just no other way. Mr. Mike Peel, Statewide Sustainability Director, Local First Arizona, a Tucsonan, heavily involved, heavily respected in our small business community. You're welcome back anytime you've got updates, just give me a holler. We'd love to to keep sharing the good work that you and, and many in our community are doing. So thank you. Appreciate it, Tom. Thanks for what you're doing.